This is Life in Progress, a therapy podcast with your host, Navart Wilborn. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and we're going to be having some honest conversations about life struggles, both the day-to-day struggles and more serious hardships. Please remember that this podcast and all affiliated programs are not a substitute for therapy. So if you're struggling, please reach out to a therapist in your area and get the support you need. Thanks for joining me. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. <clears throat> so last week, if you follow me on social media, then you would have seen a little, possibly would have seen a little video that I posted just a couple minutes long. And it was a video where I talked about some back pain that I was having and it was just something that I related to kind of everyday struggles. So if you haven't seen that, please go see it if you don't follow me on Facebook or Instagram, please do that. Um, So this is kind of an extension of that because I had, so basically backstory, last week, I guess almost two weeks ago, I just had a couple of days where I was doing a lot of physical activities with field day at my son's school and then moving furniture for a family member. And then I bent down one day to pick up my little dog who's sleeping on the couch right here. But it just, I guess that was enough for my back. And so I started having a lot of lower back pain and turned into issues with my leg. It was just kind of a big deal, but it's still here. I'm still dealing with it. It's a lot better, but it was rough last week. And so the kind of the message that I that kind of resonated with me from that that was applying to kind of mental health was the difficulty we have with pain and needing to get through pain even when it's awful. And so basically what was happening is that I was having these really sharp, sudden pains in my lower back. And it, I mean, it just, I couldn't move. It, I would, was, would be in the middle of a session with a client and sitting on my heating pad and it would just wince because it was so bad. And um, I had no choice but to get through it, right? Like it just had to pass and there was nothing I could do about it. I couldn't make it go any faster than it was going. I couldn't make it not come. It was random. It wasn't because of certain movements I was doing. It was just sudden and random, even when I was just sitting still. And so then there were other times where um, like, because of the issues I was having with my leg, moving was really difficult. So the worst part was trying to get out of the car. Um, my left leg would just not really cooperate, like I couldn't move it. And so I'd be, you know, trying to get, you know, park where I was at, my dog's in my lap because he goes to work with me. And I'd be sitting there like thinking, okay, I've got to figure out how to get my leg, like my left leg has to go out first. And so I'd be sit- sitting there and trying to think like, okay, this is going to suck. It's going to hurt so much, but I have to get out of the car. So I'm just going to have to kind of grunt and move through it. And so, you know, I would, it would hurt, and then I'd move on, and I was in pain for days, but it was just something I had to deal with. And then, um, you know, it. so kind of what I started thinking about was generally going through pain and going through discomfort, and in some people's situation, going through suffering, right? So for me, I wasn't suffering. I was in a lot of pain, but, you know, if you relate this to something that's either physical for some people, but emotional, you know, maybe situational. So for example, grief, you know, if you have 
something awful that happens in your life, you lose someone that you love or a relationship that you care about ends, then you go through grief. You go through a change that you are not ready to go through. You don't want to go through. You do anything you could to make that not be the case, but you have no choice. You have to endure it. And it made me think of how often we avoid pain, right? So some people just kind of face it, they go through it, and it sucks, but it's something we have to do. And then there are people who will do everything in their power to avoid it. And they will, you know, either avoid talking to someone they need to talk to because there's maybe a, a painful result, like a doctor. I know people who will not go to the doctor because they know something is wrong, they don't feel well, but if they go to the doctor, and go through tests, they may have to get some really bad news about their health. And, you know, the the logical answer is like, you have to go, you have to find out so that we can see what we can do about it. But there are so many people who just don't want to face that, that uh, pain or that difficulty. And so they'll avoid it. They know they can't avoid it forever. But in the moment, it's easier to just pretend it doesn't exist and pretend it's not a problem than to go through the pain of facing whatever that bad news is. And then, you know, not just the pain of going through it, but everything will change, right? Afterwards, if I get a bad a diagnosis for, you know, something with my health, then my life will change. And some people just, they're not ready. They can't face it. They don't want to face it. And so they just don't, they avoid it. And that leads to its own problems, right? So going through the pain is really difficult, but avoiding the pain, avoiding the situation, unfortunately will always make it worse. You can't do anything about it. If there is an illness inside of you, if you've you know, worried that maybe you have cancer or a blood clot or something and you avoid it, you avoid going to the doctor, it's not gonna go away, it will get worse. And then the pain that you will later have to endure will always be worse and it will, likely be more tragic or or something like that so <clears throat> i kind of want you to think about your life and when you experience difficulty if it's something small like a hard conversation you have to have or something big like an illness that you have to face are you an avoider or are you someone who faces those things and just pushes through it you might be a blend of both with certain things. You might be someone who faces things and takes them head on. In other situations, you might be an avoider. But I want you to think about it because what, what happens is when we have something unexpected, it's typically something that, you know, we it's negative. If, you know, if we're talking about a negative unexpected event, it's something that we wish we could make go away. But the problem is that we have no control. And so by doing something about it, you are taking control of a part of it. You can't control the whole situation. You can't make it go away. I mean, maybe you can if you get certain, you know, certain react uh, like treatment or handling a situation might make it go away. But in certain situations that are bigger than that and we can't kind of take steps to affect the change, then we can't control it. But what we can control is how we handle it what we try to do to address it, um, how we take care of ourselves, whether physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. And that's the part we have control over. But so many people, when they're in a situation that is difficult, they don't think about the things that they can do to maybe 
take control or improve a part of the situation. They're just so focused on the big part that they can't control, the part they're scared of, the part that maybe they are trying to avoid, the part that they are resistant to facing. But that, again, will always lead to something worse happening. There's no way around it, right? And so anyone, I mean, if you've ever avoided something that you had to face, then I imagine your experience, you can think back at it and realize it came back around. You ended up having to deal with it at some point in some way. Maybe it was a big deal, maybe it wasn't, but the avoiding part doesn't really work for the most part. I'm sure there are situations where avoiding it makes it work, but whatever, but that's rare. So think now of like your day-to-day relationships. Let's say that you have a, um, you know, a situation that comes up with your significant other um, or your child, but let's go with significant other. Let's say that they do something that bothered you or they're upset with you for something that you did. Well, you probably need to talk about it, to address it, to do something about it. And if you avoid it, like for example, I know people who get in a fight and then they don't talk to each other and then they give it enough time, maybe a few hours, maybe a couple of days pass by and they don't talk to each other much at all, if at all. And then eventually they let it go. You know, something happens that makes them have to talk that's positive or just enough time passes that they are just kind of let go of the heavy emotions attached to it. And then they're fine again and everyone's getting along and it's great. But most likely a situation similar to that is going to come back up. So let's say you argued about finances or you argued about the kids or you argued about household responsibilities or a joke that was insulting or something. Okay, you get over it, you move on, you don't address it. It will come up in some way. Again, at some point, you're going to have another financial issue you have to face or another disagreement about your kid or another issue with how who's doing what around the house and who didn't pick up their clothes and who should have done the laundry. It could be something so small and really not that big of a deal, but because you avoided it, because you didn't deal with the discomfort of the confrontation or the conversation, it's going to come back up and most likely... If, it, if you put it off or avoid it and then it comes back up, it's going to be worse because now you're going to pull those old feelings that were attached to the last time it happens and you're going to, it's just going to kind of pack on to the feelings that you're having at that moment in that current situation. So, you know, the first time that it happened, you may have, it kind of take, took you a minute, maybe a little while to get upset, but now that it's not a fresh, like it's a, it's a open wound, it's a scab that got peeled open and now you're feeling it again, the buildup is going to be a lot faster, the, um, the negative emotions are going to be bigger, and it's just going to be a kind of a bigger issue. It could be, again, it could be something small, but because you didn't resolve it the first time, and now you're feeling it again in a stronger way, it becomes a bigger issue than it would have been had you addressed it. It may not come up at all, or it would be something that would come up, but it would be resolved more easily. So if it's like a, a disagreement about household responsibilities, but the first time it happened, you sat and you talked about it and you decided, hey, why don't we change the way we handle that? How about from now on, I'll do it on these days, you'll do it on these days. Then if it comes back up again and there's a, you know, someone really drops the ball or doesn't do their end of it, then you can come back and be like, hey, remember we talked about it. Can we get back to our plan? Do we need to change the plan if that didn't work? And then it's just easier to work through it. Whereas if you don't address it, 
and you just let it go and it comes back up, it could be like, see, you never do your stuff. You never did pick up after yourself. I always have to, like it becomes this kind of more resentful, resentful, resentment filled thing than it would have had to be if it was just something we needed to go back and check up on. Because the reality is most agreements in relationships are kind of, um, kind of managing the home or things like that they're gonna have to be readdressed. Like there are very few systems in this world that you put in place that work forever. You know, that's why your computer's always giving you a software update or your phone's always giving you a software update because you could have an amazing system, but eventually things change. Life throws more at you. You have more responsibilities. Maybe now you have kids, maybe you have a different job. You have to leave your house earlier or you get home later. So the systems that you have in place have to change to support that change that's happening in your life. So we do have to go back and have conversations, but it's a lot easier to grow and modify an existing system than to never develop a system, always be in crisis mode whenever something goes wrong, and then have this fallout afterwards. So all this to say, don't avoid the discomfort. Don't avoid the pain. It's okay if you need to take a minute and maybe say, you know, we're not going to talk about it right now. Let's talk about it tonight. Let's talk about it tomorrow or the next day. But like sometime within those first two, three days, you should really be sitting down with your significant other and having a conversation. Once the emotions have passed and you're not angry anymore, you really need to be sitting down and talking about those things. A lot of the times what I hear people say is, you know, once we weren't angry anymore and we were getting along, I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to start the problem all over again. I don't want to rock the boat. And in theory, that sounds great. Why start a problem when there isn't one right now? But the reality is the problem's there. You're just masking it with niceties, with getting along that day, with having something else to distract you from it. The problem is still there. It will come back up. It's a wound that you haven't treated well and so all it takes is one thing to re-injure it or cause that wound to flare up again and then you have a bigger problem on your hands so sounds good sometimes to avoid it because seems like it's calmed down it seems like there's no problem but the reality is and you know this if you've ever been in a situation like this in your relationship you know that the problem doesn't go away the issue is not resolved it's just masked or it's put aside, right? So now think of other kinds of pain, like we're talking about with kids. Man, if you're dealing with a child that is, you know, maybe has a lot of behavioral issues, maybe they're defiant, or maybe they're just, um, you know, emotionally, they get worked up so easily, or maybe they struggle with mental health issues. You know, if you have a teenager who struggles with anxiety or depression or suicidal thoughts or anything like that, it can be really scary to bring up a painful or concerning topic with that kid because you don't want to trigger them. But the reality is, if your kid is going through something, you avoiding it and not bringing it up and not talking about it doesn't make the problem go away. If you have to bring it up and potentially trigger your kid, but then you follow through with the healing or some kind of conversation or a plan to get their, your kid help, 
then you are moving towards a resolution or moving towards a healing. Whereas if you avoid it, then your kid is just suffering silently and potentially turning to other kinds of solutions, whether it's friends that might not be so great for them, drugs, alcohol, self-harm, suicide, whatever. So hard, and I, and I have parents that I work with who know their kids are doing something they shouldn't be doing, or they're talking to someone online they shouldn't, or maybe they're sneaking things they shouldn't be sneaking, or dating someone and maybe doing things they shouldn't be doing. Like, I know parents who have that gut instinct that something is going on with their kid, but they don't address it either because they're scared to have their kid be mad at them or they don't really know how to talk about it and they don't know how to bring it up or they've got their own struggles with it, maybe their own childhood trauma that makes it really, really hard for them to talk about maybe this difficulty with their kid or they just don't have time, they're busy doing other things or they're just kind of trying to talk themselves out of believing that it's real, you know, that surely my kid wouldn't do that. but. You have to engage your kid. You have to talk to your kid. If you have a feeling that something is going on, it doesn't even have to be a bad thing, but don't be afraid to make your kids mad at you if that means that you're helping them. Don't be afraid to have those hard conversations. I have parents that I work with who um, they think their kids are too young for certain conversations about relationships. But I'm telling you, if you know your kid knows about it and their friends know about it, then they probably have more knowledge than you think they do and you need to be the one talking to them about it rather than letting them learn from the internet or from other friends but i know people who avoid those kinds of conversations because it's so uncomfortable and it's really awkward or they're worried that their kids are going to get upset with them so if you are not the one to have that conversation if you just feel like you have your own kind of history, mental health struggles or whatever, and it prevents you from working with your kid on that, find someone else who can, a trusted adult, you know, a close family friend or family member that your kid trusts that can be the one to talk to your kid about it because it's too difficult for you to do it. Or get support from a therapist or someone that can help you work through your stuff so that you can be there for your kid. So, you know, it also, kind of you want to also apply this to um things that that you have to face as far as yourself like self-esteem standing up for yourself there are a lot of people that will not speak up for themselves because they're so worried that someone might not like them or someone's going to judge them or someone's going to have an opinion of them that's not going to be positive or what they wish it would be and so they avoid these things and again it just leads to more hurt or you know lower self-esteem because then you're mad at yourself because you didn't stand up for yourself and also you still feel hurt about the thing that someone did that you wish you could stand up for yourself about and and really this all comes down to get to know yourself like your reactions if you feel like something is bothering you if you're sad if you're anxious if you're stressed out if you're overwhelmed if you're scared that means there's something going on for you that you need to address and sometimes it's easy you just have to have a quick conversation with someone or go run an errand to pick up the thing that you forgot to get whatever your anxiety or stress is it doesn't really matter what what I'm talking about is 
if you know yourself enough to know when you're not okay, then you need to think about why are you not okay? And then kind of follow that path. You know, those, if you've ever looked at those diagrams where it's like, you know, if you, if you know, you start with this and if you're answering, you know, you have an option of yes or no. If you answer yes, it takes you down here. If you answer no, it takes you up here. And then you keep following it down. So it's the same with our, our thoughts and our feelings. If I'm thinking about, if something's bothering me, I just have that feeling in my gut and my chest and I'm anxious or I'm, I'm just, just bad feeling, then I have to start from the beginning to be like, did anything happen today? Did anyone talk to me in a way that bothered me? Did I do something that was uncomfortable? Did I see something that bothered me? And then whatever that is, and I take it down, okay, well then why did that bother me? Or, oh my gosh, that's it, done. You know, but maybe it goes further and further. Like when I was little, I used to, I didn't know until I was older, like thinking back, but I had anxiety as a child and I would tell my mom, so my mom's my person, right? So I'd talk to her about everything and I tell her, well, I have a bad feeling. And that was it. That's the most I could express. I didn't know what it was. I just, something was bothering me. And she would ask me all those questions. And, and it was done in a very caring, it was never like, why do you have a bad feeling? You have nothing to feel bad about. No, she would be like, okay, well, did something happen today? Did something happen at school? Did something happen with your friends? Did something, you know... Do you feel like your stomach hurts? Do you feel like your head hurts? Well, is it because we did this? And then when I would find that thing, she would then walk me through that and be like, okay, well, why? And then she'd help reassure me, well, you don't have to feel bad about that because of this. And when we did this, it was this. Like she would just walk me through it. And that was how I faced my discomfort because I didn't, you know, when you're on, when something feels wrong, you kind of naturally want to move away from it because you don't want to think about it. It'll make it worse. But for me, my personal experience was that if I could just push through that discomfort of thinking through it, I always came out on the other side with some kind of understanding. It didn't make the issue completely go away. Sometimes like if it was something we couldn't do, like I have a test tomorrow, why well, is nothing I can do to make the test go away? Maybe I can go study a little bit more, or maybe I'm just going to have to feel this way until the test is over because no amount of studying is going to make my anxiety go away. Or, But then there are people that I know who will be like, I'm just not going to take the test. If I feel this bad about it, then I'm not going to take it. Well, that now you're going to fail the class. That's not a good option. You need to push through, endure the difficulty and the anxiety, you need to knock it out, and then the relief comes afterwards. But for me as a kid, and this stands now as an adult, right? I'm 37. It's the same system. I need to talk through it. I need to go through the, the possible reasons that I feel that way. And if I know exactly what it is, I know exactly why I feel bad, then I need to talk it out. I need to face it. I need to maybe have a conversation with someone that I'm feeling this way about, or I need to you know, I may have to do some work because I'm feeling anxious about the thing that I didn't get done. Um, and sometimes it's just acknowledging why I feel this way. And that takes the confusion of the feeling away. And then I just kind of tell myself, like, you know what? There's nothing else I can do about it. I'm just going to have to suck it up. I'm going to have to distract myself with something else. I need to, you know, maybe do something fun, but I'm going to have to get through this until it's over. And so 
you have to think of what those things are for you. And they could be, you know, something might be popping up immediately where you're like, this is the stuff I avoid that I know I have to per- you know, get through. And there, you may have nothing, but that as you go through your day, you might have something come up that you're like, hmm, that's one of those things Navarre was talking about where I'm avoiding it and I need to just get through it. Again, an uncomfortable phone call, making an appointment with someone you don't want to make an appointment with, just calling a doctor's office to make an appointment, even if it's a checkup, you know, that if you're just an avoider of those kinds of situations, social situations, presentations, um, it could be a job interview. I know people who are unhappy with their job and have so many skills can apply for another job, but they don't because the idea of change or the idea of taking a leap of faith to do something different is so intimidating that they stay in their miserable situation because even though this is uncomfortable, it's familiar. I know how to handle this. Whereas if I put myself out there and try something new, if it doesn't go well, then I'm going to be, you know, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what that's going to look like. So instead of facing the unknown, I'll stay in this situation, even if I don't like this situation. You can apply that to being in a relationship you're unhappy with and not wanting to end it because the unknown of what else is out there is too scary. I might be miserable here, but at least I'm familiar with this, so I'll just stay. It could be in a relationship with a friend. It could be anything. And it really, like, this is pretty generalizable. You can apply this line of thinking to so many things in life. Um, It could be that I don't want to get up because I'm so tired. So if I'm this, this tired, then surely I need more sleep. When really it's like, no, you're just not a morning person. Roll yourself out of bed and then you will be okay. That's a minor example, but it's still that like, I have to push through this discomfort that I don't want to face because I feel this way and it's such a strong feeling. Suck it up, get out of there, you know, go go do what you have to do. Um, a lot of people struggle with energy, whether it's because of, you know, depression or anxiety or whatever, or it just, you know, don't have energy. They didn't eat right. They didn't, you know, don't maybe have a deficiency or just lazy. It doesn't matter. People use that as an excuse. I, I don't have the energy. I can't go to class today because I don't, I don't feel, you know, I don't feel up for it. I don't feel good. Well, that's something you have to do. You're not dying. You don't have a fever. You're not throwing up. You just feel like crap. Go. Get up. Face the discomfort. Face the difficulty. And yeah, there are situations where the answer is to not go. But you know when you're making excuses and you know when you actually need to be doing something. And we all do that. We all make excuses from time to time. But face the thing. And there's usually a bigger reason. There's the, and it's study, so I'm not going to go. Or I didn't really read up on what I needed to read for class today. I'm not prepared. I'm just not going to go. Or, you know, with work, same thing. Like, I don't want to have to go to that event at work because I don't like people. So I'm just going to not go. Whatever it is. Face your stuff. Face your pain. You have, there's no way but through it. So face that. Challenge yourself to first recognize what are the things that you avoid, big or small, and then challenge yourself to push through it. Okay? So thanks for being with me today. I hope this was helpful to you, and I'll see you next time. Bye.